0: Everybody, you've tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26 Shirts.com/slash Pittsburgh. And uh this is gonna be the first of our numerous mini podcasts, if you will, as we get uh prepared for the NFL draft and and you know, obviously specifically the Steelers NFL draft coming up here. Um we are geez, today today's Wednesday, so tomorrow is is two weeks exactly from the start of the first round already. Um, and so what we're going to be doing is, uh, just, just going through each position and, and that'll be its own little mini podcast in and of itself. And and we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball, um, and just work tonight with, with quarterbacks. And then the next show will be running backs and the next one wide receivers and so on and so forth. And, and, uh, you know, just wind our way through and, and, you know, I anticipate some of these being, uh, 10 or 12 minutes and some might be 20 to 25 minutes, just depending on, the Steelers' needs and and uh, uh, the draft profiles we've done and and uh, everything else that goes into that. So um, you know, we hope you enjoy these, and, and we figure sometimes uh, less is actually more when you. You you do this in, in short spurts and, and gives you uh, a little bit more stuff to focus on rather than having to find your way through an entire forty five or fifty minute uh, podcast. But anyway, see um, Nick, my uh, our, our our draft guru is uh, joining me and, and he's going to talk way more about the prospects and stuff um, than I will because I just don't know about them and he's uh, he's coming in from. From Las Vegas, uh, I don't even want to know the temperature out there because it finally cooled back down here today, and it's just going to be shitastic the next couple of days with snow coming in. So, uh, Chris, how's everything out there in Vegas? Pretty good. Um, weather yesterday was like eighty four, but today
1: cooled down to like a seventy two. So, Ooh, um, yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's going good though. Everything's going yeah.
0: Good. Excellent. Excellent. And um, uh, we love this season. I mean, the the Steelers, I mean, NFL is a 365 day a year thing now. And um, the the draft just it's become such a long process, but uh, we we love doing it. And I I think we spend probably as much time, you know, on our uh, in our group chats talking about the draft than we do almost anything else. At least it feels that way to me sometimes. Yeah, we do. Um, we spend a lot of
1: time. Um, we we try to get to as many prospects as possible, and uh, I know Eli and Greg, they kind of yeah. do their own thing in terms of uh, watching guys on their own as well, just to get a, a broader knowledge. Um, so, you know, e- Eli is actually, he probably is the, the guy um, or like with us who knows the most about more prospects. I He's a broader knowledge of more prospects because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before we brought him on, he was kind of doing his own thing, but yeah. um uh, in terms of like my knowledge and your knowledge, um, you know, Ian Ben, uh, we're we're more strictly to the the Steelers and three, you know, three four guys on defense. And um, in terms of offense, just pretty much like who we need and who we might kind of go after is kind of where we're headed towards.
0: Yeah, and and they have those those two guys have done a great job and given us a lot of good content, and uh, I, I think giving us. Giving us some good stuff to think about, too. So um, anyway, let's jump into the quarterbacks, because um, as we've seen in the last couple of years, teams are desperate for quarterbacks and and they are willing to to take them earlier than they probably should be. And they're willing to trade for guys that probably shouldn't be traded for. Um, and, and if we're the Steelers sitting there at 20, we desperately want this kind of stuff to happen. So it pushes some of that defensive talent or, or even other talent. You know, you can make arguments for tight end and stuff as well. But but pushes some of those, those choices down to us. So... Chris, right, right off the top. I, I mean, I think everybody's number one is is Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, the, the Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma. Um, do you think he goes number one? And you know, either way, what concerns you about him is it? Is it as everybody else the height, or is that something you just you're, you're not worried about?
1: Um, it, it does bring a, a small, a minor. A flaw to his to his game, mm-hmm. uh, to his potential game. I think that's why everyone needs to to think about: his his potential in the NFL. Um, he's got the arm strength. He's got the accuracy. um yeah. you know, he's good with his legs. I think Arizona takes him solely because um, of their new head coach. Um, I think that it depends on the offense that you're going to, you want to bring to the table on who you want to be the quarterback. I think um, Haskins, um, he's more of a, a kind of a short thrower um, as we've asked to do in college, but he can, he mm-hmm. could throw deep um, Murray's uh, really, has a really nice deep ball um, can kind of do it all. Um, if, if they want to go with uh, Murray, then they're going to get something for, um, for Rosen, uh, if not uh, sooner than later. So I think, uh, he does go number one, um, mm-hmm. and it's a it, it's a curious decision. But uh, the more the merrier in terms of quarterbacks to go before the Steelers' pick is uh, is, is the best scenario for the Steelers. Uh, I think four quarterbacks could go uh, before the Steelers' pick, um, but in terms of Murray, uh, it, he doesn't have many flaws to his game. Um, it's basically the height, the, the, yeah. the, the weight, um, you know, you're getting these big guys kind of full speed, especially with the offensive line in Arizona. You're going to get hit a lot. Uh, Rosen was hit a lot last year. So um, just the, the durability and he doesn't have a ton of experience. So that kind of goes into it. You know, can he go into a new system, learn it um, you know, read his keys and, uh, and go through progressions. Uh, that's what he needs to do and uh, to be successful in Arizona, if he does end up there.
0: Yeah. You know, and and it's something you kind of alluded to that I, I hadn't thought about is the fact that, I mean, it could get to a situation where Arizona, you know, maybe this time next week throws out some some flyers to NFL teams and says, look, we're taking Murray number one. Give us your best offer for Josh Rosen. I mean, they they could possibly trade him um before the draft actually happens because i think there's this preconceived notion that they won't trade rosen until after they've selected murray but hey when you hold the number one pick you 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 hold all the cards essentially so um no no pun intended either on that cards thing i just thought of that um is hoskins like far and away your next guy to go then as far as quarterbacks um
1: for me, um, it would be yes. But it, like I say, it depends on the offense that you that you're trotting out. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Locke is probably a little more well-rounded, but um, Haskins has you know the size, the arm strength, um, the accuracy. Um, he doesn't have the experience of Drew Locke, but um, he's a guy whose stock is just weirdly falling uh, all of a sudden. Um, some say that Drew Locke could be the second quarterback quarterback taken. Um, which makes sense. He had a really good Senior Bowl. He had um, you know, a good career at Missouri, three-year starter. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who can who can benefit from a year. I know Haskins can definitely benefit from a year or two. Um, but like I said, it's all about the who's taking him and, and what kind of offense they're trotting out. Haskins really benefited from um, short throws that ended up being uh, pretty, you know, um, you know, beneficial from the the receivers he had in terms of. Um, Yards after the catch and such, and so um, I, I, it's it's tough. Like I said, it depends on the um on the offense that you kind of want to run. I mean, um, in, in, with the Steelers, you have guys who can go vertical and kind of intermediate and short. So you, in terms of the a Steelers' offense, you want a Murray or a Lock. If you're um, someone like New England who doesn't really go deep as much, then someone like Dwayne Haskins would re- really fit in there pretty well.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I, I mean, the last time I saw Dwayne Haskins, I mean, I, I saw some of him in the Rose Bowl, but but I also saw him rarely throw a ball more than, you know, 10 to 15 yards downfield against Michigan and just let those receivers absolutely torch the Michigan secondary, um, it, you know, so I, I agree with what you're saying. If, if you want to put him in that type of offense where, where he just has to, to dump the ball out there across the middle and so on and so forth, then he, he, he could be your guy. Um, but, you, you know, you're right. Drew Locke is suddenly climbing up. He's, he's got that experience at Missouri. Um, and, and then you get, you know, there's, there's one more guy that's creeping into the first round talk. And, and that's Daniel Jones, um, who, who's a real tall, big drink of water from Duke. Um, do, do you see him, if this were any other draft, do you see Jones as a first rounder? Or is it just because of the lack of really good QBs in this draft?
1: Um, it's all about potential with Daniel Jones. Um, just like Trubisky, one year kind of like a one year wonder, um, has the tools, has the potential. Um, he just needs to put it together. He didn't really have um, a good supporting cast at Duke. Um, the offense they ran was, uh, you know, wasn't tailored for someone in the NFL, so he's gonna have Mm -hmm. to. He has probably the steepest learning curve of all. Um, but he's one of the guys who has the highest ceiling and that's what's so attractive about him um, has a, some accuracy issues and, mm-hmm. um, and in, terms of, in terms of a deep ball as well but um put some good touch on the ball um, but he just needs to go to a, go to somewhere where he doesn't have to start right away I mean that ruined Blake Bortles yeah. that ruins a, a lot of quarterbacks it's just a, something that you can't do for for some guys who just aren't that pro ready yet and I feel like um, if you did look see Trubisky he wasn't pro ready and he ended up playing his rookie season the next season after that he played really well because he had a whole offseason in bell as a starter um, going into training camp and such so someone like dion jones needs a year um to really get into himself and and learn and um but like i said high ceiling with him it's all about the ceiling um if you were come out next year and and he he
0: he,
1: yeah he'd be in in the same area
0: he, uh, you know, he he also played for David Cutcliffe, who most synonymously known for for working with the Mannings, um, and and a few other guys along the way too. So, you know, he he's got that. He's got some experience. I mean, I, I I wasn't crazy about him. I mean, I I would see a couple of really big throws, and then it was like the next throw was like, my God, where are you throwing it? You know, just just out of a clean pocket. But um, he seems to be kind of that last first round guy. Because then then you kind of drop down to this the NC State, Ryan Finley, Will Greer from West Virginia. Um, you know, I know one one guy that intrigues a lot of people is Tyree Jackson from Buffalo. The dude is like 6'7", uh, two fifty. He's really Yeah, really, really raw, but but um has a lot of talent. Um you know, Brett, I, I mean Brett I know,
1: Riffian or Rippian from uh, Boise State, he's he's good. He's my number eight right now.
0: He yeah, and of course, he's the son of uh, the the Super Bowl winning uh, Washington Redskin quarterback Mark Ripon, and um yeah, he you know he he had a very kind of quiet career in Boise, despite I mean I, they wouldn't say that in Boise, but you know a lot of times you heard about Boise State, um, you, you kind of knew some of the players and stuff, but he was kind of quiet to to your general fans out there, but yeah, he he's got some talent. Yeah, um, I think
1: I think yeah. um uh, in ter- in terms of somebody who could uh kind of be in the maybe third t- to later conversation um mm-hmm. he's a guy who can kind of come up out of nowhere like someone like Dak Dak came out of nowhere True. um so- something like that. I think he's the guy out of out of the the rest of the class who can really come out of nowhere. Um maybe like someone like Nick Foles who was a backup forever and then he, he came out of nowhere and, and won a Super Bowl MVP but um he he's a guy who has a who has a, a decent ceiling. Uh, he's going to start off as a backup, I assume, and mm-hmm. um, he, you know injuries happen, and he could work his way into a starting role one day. I think that um, you know going through his film, he he has he doesn't have a ton of uh, of flaws, but the flaws that yeah. he does have as um, why he's kind of sitting down there at number eight right sure. now for me.
0: Um. So so as as we kind of close out the the first of our, our draft mini podcast here. Um, you know, the, the Steelers in recent years, I mean, they they took Landry Jones in the 4th, they took Dobbs uh in the 5th, they took just last year Mason Rudolph. Um are we under the assumption that Mason Rudolph should be the number 2 quarterback going into this year? I mean, because if he's not, then doesn't that raise questions about just how maybe bad that draft pick was then? Yeah, he Apparently he was really high on the Steelers board and they
1: had a, I think they had a first yeah. round pick on him or something like that. But um, if you're, if you have someone like that, um, you know, highly regarded and you took him with the third, your third round pick, right. uh, you assume that he's going to be the next guy up um, behind Rip Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and I actually think that, um, what's his name? Roback that we have. I think he can, he can push Dobbs for that third spot. And then if you actually like him, uh, could you flip Joshua Dobbs for a draft pick for 2020? Uh, is a conversation that I would like to have at some point. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Joshua Dobbs. I like him as a person, and uh, he has a, a bit to offer. But I think that he's um, he's better for the Steelers if we can get him in some sort of trade, uh, a, a trade compensation for him. I think that's his best value right now. Uh, I think that the future in terms of backup or future after Ben lies in Mason Rudolph's hands right now.
0: I would certainly think so. And and obviously we'll see how that plays out come uh, summertime and, and training camp and preseason. But, uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, in any case, um, I, I don't see the Steelers drafting a quarterback this year. Um, it, it would have to be a situation where they weren't able to trade any of their picks and they just, you know, wasted a pick uh, down in the sixth, seventh round area and said, okay, let's take this guy. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't see them drafting a quarterback. View.
1: No, I'd put money on it if to, that they wouldn't draft a quarterback. But um you never yeah. know. I, I don't no, see you it at sure,
0: all. You, you sure don't with this team. I mean, this is uh, an organization that recently drafted a long snapper. So what do I know? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thanks to 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. Uh, for uh sponsoring the podcast once again um and uh make sure you you get over there to the website check out the shirts and uh it's a, it's a pens related shirt right now and and of course they're uh, they're actually playing right now in game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs so go pens and um uh we're going to move on we'll we'll uh drop the quarterbacks here and move on to the uh very next uh segment which is going to be running back so make sure you tune in for that so for uh for Chris this is Steel Dead signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh